It's the Craggy Rugby Podcast. I'm Rob Murphy, a post-game podcast from outside of Ireland. I know one thing, William Davis, you're happy to be on the road again. Yeah, it's great to be back watching rugby, uh, Cardiff-Arrows Park, an atmospheric ground. It was, it's a hostile place to come, good crowd in tonight, about 5,000. They made plenty of noise uh, and they came away with a win. Do you know what? I mean, I've been at a few sporting events uh, on the Gaelic football landscape since uh, some of the restrictions were lifted and they've been in, it's been an amazing experience. But all of them have had, you know, half-empty stadiums and still that spectre of, of COVID. We had to do a PCR test coming in here tonight despite our vaccinations. But, like, you know, leaving that strangeness aside, when we got in, when we sat down, this was just like the old days. And to be honest, one of the things I'm sure a lot of people are experiencing through COVID is it doesn't feel like nearly two years since we were at a game. What did you say, 80... How much you say? 80, 83 weeks. It doesn't feel like it, does it? It's like the way time has passed. But at the same time, there's an enormous, enormous sense of relief that a new season is upon us. Crowds are coming back. You know, life's getting back to normal for us as well. Yeah, and there was quite a few Connacht fans here this evening. We, some travelled over this morning on the same flight as ourselves. And I'm sure some are local here in, in Wales or over the, the border in England that they've come down. Uh, I'm not quite sure what they'll have thought of that kind of performance, but it's, it's, it is a retur- slight return to normality. And these games, there's always something to talk about in a Cardiff-Connacht game, whether it's played at the sports ground or here. Oh, is there something about Cardiff and Connacht? You're dead right. Good spot. Ever since Eric Elwood dropped that goal to beat them 6-3 in 2001 good times and uh, I think overall though Connacht tend to not do very well here they've had some moments big win a few years back and they certainly tend to play well and compete well as they did tonight but fall away so yeah that's the scoreline just in case anyone doesn't know in case anyone listens to the podcast and, and that's the first time they found out how Connacht have, have done in the week I don't think that happens but in case that's the case yes they've lost here today 33 points to 21 do you know can I put a perspective on it right from the outset right let's, let's couch this in wider perspective it's a long season we're not going to be talking about this game at the end of the season. If it's, if it's a prelude for what's to come, then there's going to be lots more detail in the, in the following games. If it's what we feel like, your typical tough away game against a team that we're at it, then we'll probably forget about it. But I do think we'll remember, to some degree, the dramatic turnaround. I thought it was around 64 minutes, as our listeners will hear. And the friend corrected me and said, 67 minutes, and he's not going to forget it, because from a major platform to a major... Can I say disaster? Is that a bit too melodramatic? To a major, I was going to say implosion as well. Because it collapsed. They collapsed. They lost their shape. They lost their discipline. Uh, they lost their belief. Um, did they throw in the towel? Yeah, maybe a little bit. They, they, they seemed to just get completely shapeless in a matter of minutes. 21-16 down. Great attacking line-out. Cardiff player just put in the bin. Three consecutive penalties. Kicked to the corner. We've seen it so often uh, with Connacht in the last couple of seasons. The lineup went wrong, came up the field. Jack Carty uh, got a yellow card for dropping the shoulder, gone into a uh, mall situation. It's 14 each. Cardiff go down and score a try. Mac Hansen gets yellow carded for trying a, a block, which is more inclined for the NFL. Not that ball was bouncing dead as well, so it wasn't even going to be a try. As the player was going to get past him, I think he was certain it was going to be a try. It wasn't. Trust the systems is what Andy Friend's about to tell you when we have his interview. 
Yeah, and that's what went wrong. And that's when, when the systems went wrong, their heads dropped. And that's a problem because they're playing new systems. They weren't able to go back. There was a couple, there was some good things in this game. There was some. Uh, they should have led at half time, for example. They were 13 7 up with three minutes to go and just a little bit of comedy of errors. Maybe a bit unlucky in a couple of decisions, but a 10 metre scrum turns into a try. Now they're leading 14 13, despite having lost two out halves to injury. That was a big turnaround. And actually, from 13 7. Cardiff scored 26 the next 29 points I just did the maths in my head you know what I mean before we got a late consolation try so you know from a good position to a bad position but I think it turned on that late first half try it, it often does the championship minutes as they say 10 minutes seven, say 7 minutes either side of half time although the first first 10 minutes of the second half were a continuation of the first there was stacks of handling errors by both sides but Cardiff had a couple of notable advantages over Connacht they were able to make yards easier, much, much easier. They were able to get people over the gain line, and they had numerous people who could do that. Connacht lacked a big ball carrier to do that for them, so they were reduced to having to try sleight of hand or very fast offloads or not quite trick plays, but just really having to play at, at top speed all the time to, to get those yards. Cardiff were able to do it in a much simpler way, just by ball carrying off pick and goes, uh, some good snappy passing, and that's what made the difference. And they looked more threatening all the time than Connacht did. This is brilliant, William, because what you've done is you've nicely teed up the interviews here, OK? So we're going to hear from Jared Butler, and I think uh, our Connacht fans are going to enjoy these two interviews because it's going to give them... The kind of perspective they're looking for from the coach and captain, in particular just around what you're saying there, just how, you know, forced it a little bit, maybe unnecessarily, and uh, maybe just give you an idea of what the thinking was there. Look, Andy Friend is frustrated here, as you'll hear, but let's hear from Connick's captain, Jared Butler, first. It's a long season, a little bit shorter than other years, so you don't want to let games slip like this. Brilliant position. Everyone's going to talk about that reality, 21-16, extra man, and just just fell apart from there. Yeah, I think we came into halftime really pleased with how things had progressed. I think we were attacking really well. We were um, offloading well in those tight channels. Uh, and then the things that we needed to work on were very much things that were... <laughs> You know, for us to fix, it was the discipline. It was you know allowing um, Cardiff to probably exit too easily. But we thought, you know, if we got to, on top of that, we were going to be all right. Uh, and then I think we started off that second half really well as well. We were able to work our way all the way way up to that position there. Where we had that line out. Um, we got the yellow card as well, and it felt like you know, all right, we got some momentum here. But um, unfortunately, we just weren't able to to capitalise on it. And then, you know. Cardiff get their tail up and next thing you know we've got two yellow cards and, and they're the ones having all the fun so it was pretty disappointing Even the previous line out I mean you probably have a much better view than me but maybe it just didn't feel like it was 100% what you wanted from it in terms of the catch and drive is there, is there, actu- is there a little bit more tension in those moments is that what's happening there overthinking it just maybe talk me through why you think that just didn't work the way you wanted it Nah you know we practiced that a lot those setups and, that, and like you go five metres out, there's, you know, you have an expectation that you're going to score there. You know, you've got five metres to go. Our mall was functioning pretty well up until that point. Everyone was very, you know, I think everyone was really confident. But um, you know, sometimes things just happen like that. You get a little overthrow of the shape. Someone puts their head in the wrong space and, and it makes, makes it difficult. But, you know, that's, I guess that's some of the growing pains you get early on in the season and things we need to be able to adjust because, you know, that's, you know, we get that there. It could be a very different game. 
Yeah, it was broken plays in the first half and the second half for both teams. Is that part of pre-season or early season, I should say, rugby? Or is that something that you'd be just really frustrated with? Because there were a lot of handling errors in that first half, which kind of killed the momentum when you seemed to be on the front foot. Yeah, and it was last pass stuff. I think the, um, you know, you could see the desire was definitely there and I think the um, intention was really good. But yeah, fair. I think um, it's definitely a work on. Uh, I guess you get that a little bit first week. You're just kind of working your way into it again, but it's an opportunity lost. And I think we definitely came here um, confident that we're able to, we'll be able to get four or five points and um, we put ourselves in a really good position there, but we just weren't able to capitalise and now we've got a really big task next week against the uh, uh, Bulls. What would your message look? You're in there as captain to the Group B right now. After you know you're going to analyse those last few minutes, and obviously going to be have to be kind of critical. But at the same time, what's what's the overall message right now? Yeah, I think the main message is very much that the game was very much in our control, and the work-ons and the things that were going well was all very much based around us. It was things that we can work on. So, like I said, the attack was really good when we when we were going forwards. So we were able to generate some some momentum and some offloads and look like and play some good footy. And then the, and then where we where we were slipping up was around that discipline, and you know, you know, just little errors. Everyone has a little error. All of a sudden, you got 15, and it's too many. So. You know, it's fixes, but it's, it's things that we can work on through the week. It's not a lack of desire. It's not a lack of enthusiasm or, or physicality. It's just some detail there and some discipline. You know, Thank a long way. Thanks, Jared. Cheers, mate. Thanks for that. All right, Andy Friend is here as well. Um, Andy, Jared, just kind of, you know, being really honest about disappointing how, how that kind of a chance slipped away. It's where we have to start the discussion. You started in the 60-whatever, fourth minute. 67th. 67th minute. <laughs> Um, 67 minutes, 21-16, three, four penalties in a row. They get a man in the bin. We got a five-meter line out. This is exactly where we knew we were going to be in terms of it was always going to be a battle. And now this is our moment to capitalize. And we miss it. Now, that happens. That's life too. Um, so we miss that opportunity. And then in the midfield, we give away a, a penalty, which is adjudicated a yellow card. So now it's 14 on 14. We're still in the battle, though. We're still fine. And then we have a bit of a brain fart at line-out time and choose to throw a Hail Mary and put ourselves under pressure, kick, and they score off that, and there's the game right there. So all of a sudden, it goes to 28-16, and then we probably panic again, and then they score again, and we get another yellow card, and, yeah, just unravelled for us. So up until the 67th minute, there was a lot to like about what we did. It really was. I thought there was great energy, I thought there was great physicality, I thought there was some really clever play um, but we have to be much much better at closing or, or seizing that moment when we, we put ourselves there and we didn't do that tonight Before I get to a technical question just what, what's the mentality situation in, in those moments where a team starts to snatch, maybe loses its shape, kind of starts to kind of force things, like when you see your group of players maybe just getting off, script a small bit what, what do you think is going through the mind? Well, our message, you know, the message at the during the game and at the tail end, trust the system, boys. Trust everything we've done. We didn't need to force it. We didn't need to force things, but we, you saw we were trying to force things. Yeah, we, we had a great passage there in the first half where we won collisions, which gave us the right to offload. Beautiful. Let that happen. But when we're not winning collisions, don't force it. But you saw some flicks behind backs. You saw some blokes trying to push ball when we didn't need to push ball. No, trust your system. Your system will get you through the game. And... Um, so we own it and we will fix it, but uh, it's, just a, it's just a frustrating one to have worked so hard to, got, to get ourselves in that position 
and to come away with nothing tonight is really disappointing. I was focusing on the 67 minute at start there, but you could really look at that first half and look at four or five really good platforms, exactly like you're saying. You know, obviously one brilliant try, but a number of opportunities just yeah. went away. Yeah, and it was just, uh, yeah, so again, if we take nothing else out of this game, we know that the work we've been doing and the systems that we've got in place will work. We've just got to trust them. Um, so, you know, we leave Cardiff Arms Park with no points tonight, but I believe, uh, you know, real confidence in the fact that all the work we've been putting in is going to be good enough for us to get some good wins, but we've got to, we've got to manage those key moments. Just from my assessment up there in the commentary box, some of those lineouts looked excellent compared to the previous week, but at the same time, I could just throw stats at you and say the lineout's not working. Give me a balance on that. No, the lineout's fine. The lineout's actually fine. We, you know, we had some yips again there today, but when you come off, you know, what we came off with London Irish, um, and we got a new system. There's, there's some growing pains in that, uh, but I was actually, you know, I, was, I was quite pleased with our set piece. I thought scrum-wise, we did really well against a tough scrum. One first scrum penalty, which was really important for us because. You know, we'd, we'd identified early or in the lead-up to the game that what they were doing was illegal, so the referee saw that, which was good. So we had good platform there. I thought majority of our line-out was good. Um, again, we'll all go back to the line-out the 67th minute. But, you know, that's one of... I, I don't have the stats there. And we had a, you know, we had a couple of little yips there too with the line-out, but uh, there is confidence in that, and I know it's going to become a weapon for us this year. Good scrum tonight, plenty of other, as you said, some really good lines of attack in play. Cardiff are a good side. Often gets forgotten when we watch the game through one, the prism of one eyes. They're a good, good rugby team making good progress. At the same time, you know, the two yellow cards. Like, I just kind of hone in on them for a second. They're just bad decisions, aren't they? Yeah. 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 Again, they're panicky decisions. We didn't need to make them. You know, it, um, the Jack Cardi one, I, I didn't think it was a yellow card. I thought it was a, I thought it was a penalty. Like, he, you know, he just flew in. You can't do that. But I didn't think it warranted a yellow card. The Mac Hansen one, yeah, Mac steps in front of him, but the ball goes dead. So Mac, you didn't need to. We're okay. Trust the system. Trust the system. So again, it's uh, you know, it's again, it's first game, probably nerves and a bit of panic and a bit of trying to want to do the right thing. But history will tell us it didn't work out that way for us. So. As long as we learn from it, Rob, that's the key. You're never one to get too, uh, you know, you, in the moment you do get frustrated, but obviously you, your bigger picture, you never kind of you seem to get overwhelmed by it. Bulls next week, put it, work, put it right then. Yeah, what a brilliant game to now play. Like, honestly, and I mean that. Um, it's going to be hard. Yeah, shit, yeah. But uh, it's also what a brilliant way to get our, our season started. Playing against Curry Cup finalists or winners, um, you know, they've... They're a hell of a football side, so we can make a real statement next week and say, yep, yeah, we buggered that one up tonight, but uh, we'll take the bull scout next week and that would be a, a, good, a good reply, wouldn't it? Thanks, Andy. Cheers, Rob. A big thank you for your continued support of the Craggy Rugby podcast by merely downloading the podcast and listening to it. You are among our biggest fans, but we have a new exciting development here on the podcast as we look to expand what we do for you and introduce a whole new way of listening to Craggy Rugby. Patreon.com is the place to do it. and We've set up a new club for all of you to be part of. Just for €5, Euro, uh, you can become a club member and get access to a lot of our exclusive content that we will have on that website. And for tenure, you can be an executive club member and you get a chance to interact with us every month on Zoom chats. These are some of the offers that are coming up and it's all starting on October 1st. So as you listen to this podcast, rest assured, we'll still have our weekly Craggy Rugby podcast free for all our fans. 
after match days. But beyond that, if you want to really get in-depth information from press conferences, coaches before the match, and Q&A podcasts where you can ask us the questions, well, get involved, get on board, and join the Craggy Rugby Club. Stick with us here on this podcast to find out more. Go on patreon.com and search for Craggy Rugby to see how to sign up. Great stuff there from the lads. Um, In particular, just listening to Andy Friend there at the end. You know, I mean, for me... I'm just, I've been thinking about this a lot lately in sport is, is, you know, we do partisan coverage and like what that is, is not biased. It's, it's point is we're like Ireland covering, RT covering Republic of Ireland games. That's what we are for Connacht rugby followers, but we watch it through the prism of a balanced view. At the same time, when you, when you stand down there and you talk to the Connacht coach, I just wanted to mention that like Cardiff are a good team, as I said to him, you know, like all of us in this job have a duty every so often to just take a breath and say, there's a good rugby team out there. They lost two out after in that game. They Figured it out. Tomas Williams was brilliant. Halaholo is a Rolls Royce of a player, and loads of other really good rugby players out in that field. That's a huge factor in why Connacht weren't able to get the job done. And even if they had scored that try with the extra man, absolutely no guarantee they were going to win the game. But by God, they would have been close to it. Yeah, it's interesting because I thought Cardiff had switched off a little bit around, around that time. Around yeah, that time. Um, they why do you think that was? Is it is it that they got eight points clear at one point and then we got three points back and maybe they thought the game was? I think I think they were unsure whether to go for it or to try to close the game out. But once they got the advantage numbers-wise, having gone down to 14 themselves, yeah. suddenly it was 14 against 13. And they upped it and they just went for it. And that was good leadership on the field by them. Their decision-making was sharper right through the game um, in, in all situations, defence and attack. And that comes, I suppose, from having a lot of internationals in your side. I asked Andy Friend because he was talking about the forced line out at 14 men each you know that we didn't need to do uh, and he talked about you know decisions and like he didn't think it was as our listeners have heard but you haven't heard he didn't think it was a yellow card against uh, against Jack Cardi but did think it was a penalty and a bad decision and didn't and did think it was a yellow card against Mark Hansen so I guess have you thought about why why Connick suddenly started to look it's a simplistic way of saying it but started to panic a little bit yeah, I'm not sure they... Um, Why are they forcing a line-out in that situation? Does it need someone to just go, whoa, whoa, whoa? Yeah, it does. I think um, there's a couple of things. They, they look, they're trying to play with a lot more tempo. Yeah, we know Steph from the get-go. Yeah. And they've talked about this, and they've talked about being fast and adaptable. Um, but it is a new system. And you just wonder, have the players... Do they, I mean, they're still learning it. But it did look a little bit at times today that that it wasn't working. Some of the attack lines were failing. Some of the kicking was quite poor. It was a bit aimless, which is very dangerous on these artificial pitches because you you launch players then like Hallam Amos coming straight back at you. And that, I suppose, is something that they have to fix. Uh, they were forcing it a little bit as well. So, like again, I'm just taking something Andy Friend said, and I agree with this. You know, maybe Delahunt will make a half break and it's brilliant, but then he's throwing the ball really fast back at someone. When it was just like, consol- I have this phrase I use. I don't know if it's going to ever take off in rugby, but consolidate the gain. That's my big thought process. Sometimes, like you've got across the gain line, and you might be forcing that extra pass when you could just consolidate the gain you've just got. Yeah, but it's easier to do that if you have a ball carrier that you can give the ball to. It's going to bring us to this point that, yeah, go for it. You, you feel strongly that it's going to be key for the next few weeks. Uh, absolutely. You need, we have to see Leva Fafita. We don't know what he's going to do. We've seen him on video. 
Abraham Papa Leahy had such a, a difficult season last year, but on occasions he looked like the man who could, in those situations when you're consolidating, can take the ball, truck it up three, four metres, move it on. That wasn't happening tonight. So to get it moved on, you were, you were actually playing high-speed, high-tempo, high-risk rugby. And when that keeps failing maybe your heads drop a little bit and then the decision-making goes because you're not sure quite what you're, what you're at. Um, and they're going to have to fix it pretty quickly. I mean, they can, they, they, they'll have to analyse this game and I'd say that the analysis for Monday morning will be pretty, pretty brutal. But the Bulls are coming in next uh, Friday night. Um, we don't know much about them. We'll know more when they play Leinster tomorrow. But, you know, having seen what the Lions did to Zebra in a bizarre game, these South African sides, we've, look, we've seen it a bit with the Cheetahs, but they're big and they're fast. They're a different challenge to what Cardiff are at. They'll play a diff- completely different way to Cardiff. Um, but that's going to be a tough old game to, to face up to at the sports ground on the back of a loss like this. But you can, they can talk about a good 67 minutes, but at the end it's who's winning at 80. And at the 80th minute, Connacht just wanted that whistle and get off the pitch. OK, so what happened on 67 minutes then? Line of failing, then the two yellow cards wasn't pretty. Deserves to be criticised. You can't really put too much of a happy smile or happy bow on that that whole story. But what you can do though overall is say, look, even the lineouts which malfunctioned at times. I said it to Andy Friend. I felt as compared to London Irish, there was a, a lot of lineups that worked very very well. A lot of good movement, good Dowling taking it taking it in really well. I think there was some signs there. Obviously, he agreed with that. That scrums looked reasonably solid. Some of those lines are running. Oliver's angled run for Kieran Marmion's first try outstanding Tom Farrell looking sharp and possibly you know getting back to his best I don't know what to make of Mac Hansen because we saw good and then we saw some disappointing stuff but we'll see uh, Porch looked lively and then he gets injured so that's bad luck um, I don't know Marmion was excellent let's finish on that yeah he was um, anything else have I missed anything there no I, I, I don't think so I think um, the problem is that I would be concerned that a, that a defeat like this, that if, if you repeat this, um, and talking about lineouts, their defensive lineouts were much better, but their attacking lineouts were poor. So Connacht actually, you know, they had tough couple of tough lineouts in their 22 and they got the job done. Ah, I see what you're saying. And that's where I thought the movement was very good and it was very solid and yeah. there seemed to be a good plan. But yeah, when anytime they were anywhere near the 22 or even in the first half, there was some of the lineouts that they won was very loose ball and they never got the back line. Yeah, and it was, you know... It, that weren't able to use that so it's onwards and upwards but they have to take on board the lessons of tonight and they have to get ball carriers um, some good performances I thought Oshin Dowling had a good game um, I thought um, Connor Oliver did well he was taken off a little bit earlier maybe than I would have thought uh, Matthew Burke did fine uh, Finlay Bealham he went off with a bit of a knock hope it's not too serious have to say the bench didn't didn't fly um, Maybe it was a difficult game for the bench to come into because of the fact that it was so disjointed. Especially because you know, some of them probably were about to come on around 64 minutes and probably held back until we saw how the line went. And before they knew it, they didn't know who to bring on because we were down to 13 men. Yep, that was problematic. So, I'd have that. No, difficult night and a lot of work to do between now and next Friday. It's the start of the season. Um, but overall, I'd say, they, I'd say they'll just be disappointed that when, when the real crux of the game was they they didn't get it done 
great to be back watching rugby. We're sitting at the back of the Arms Park Stadium. The floodlights start to go off. The chatter around the bars continues as people wind up. There was about 25 to 30 Connacht fans around us in the stand, maybe a few more around the ground, uh, family, friends as well, but there was a good few on the, on the plane over, taking the first opportunity they got to fly away with Connacht. A lot more, saving up for Leicester and Paris. New season's upon us. Don't be too downhearted. There's a couple of home games. You win them, everything's okay. And let's leave it at that. Let's not, let's not even survey the prospect of not winning those. Trying to beat the Bulls is not going to be easy. We'll finish on that one. It'd be a big challenge um, because we don't know much about them. Um, the Dragons who are in the following week talk a great game um, don't always produce a great game but I think Connacht will have to be sharper mentally against the Bulls because they're not going to know an awful lot about them they sort of knew what was going to happen tonight Cardiff haven't changed they, they did a lot of what they always do uh, and in Willis Halaholo, they've a, they've got an absolute superstar of a player. I think. I mean, Wales, Wales. Said, like Owen Lane was brilliant, and he got man of the match. But I just think, as you said, I said, well, I think Halaholo is probably man of the match. And you were like, I'm sure they just can't give it to him every week. <laughs> yeah, you have that feeling about him. Uh, they're not going to see a lot of him because uh, I'd say Wales are going to be just seven caps so far. 31 years of age. Obviously, it took him a while to be fully qualified to play for Wales. But yeah, now he's going to be regular. You would you would think so. Um, you know, defensively he's pretty good, as, as, but he's really the attacking threat. So, Bulls next week. Um, I think there'll be some changes. I think there'll be some players. You know, we've we've got to see, but we need a ball carrier. So, if Fafita is if Fafita isn't available, then Abraham Papali he certainly has to be on the bench. The the bench tonight didn't have any players on it that could really change the game. They were, you were bringing on the same type of player. You needed something different in there. 67th minute they were well in the game by the 80th minute it was over William Davis thank you very much thanks to you for listening folks uh, remember get on board with us from October we are launching our new club membership where you can get all the extra insight into what's happening with Connacht Rugby and back us as we get you as much news as possible in the meantime we've got a flight to catch tomorrow morning so we've got to get going bye folks thanks William loose cut it loose Break out or nothing changes Sad and confused Don't wait until